0: Nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerd. My name is Diz, and I'm your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali.
1: I am Ali your classic nerd.
0: Heads up, Mateen, if you're listening, fucking turn
1: this shit off. Alright, you're too young yeah, does, to be listening. Does he listen? Yeah, he's too young to be listening to our podcast. Yeah, Mateen, this is definitely this. I mean you can listen to most of the podcast This episode in particular, you're not allowed to listen. Yeah, you're not allowed to listen to this guy. Please it. don't listen to this. This isn't a parental advisory. <laughs> Mariam, turn off Turn off his headset. Turn off the computer. You know what he did to me the other day? So we're sitting there,
0: um, we're hanging out at the house, and like we're on like their uh, kitchen island, like table thing, right? Like just like eating. Because I took my my other nephew Cyrus to his basketball game, and then like I brought him back home for lunch because there was like a four hour break in between. By the way, dude, the way they schedule these basketball terms is stupid. But there was like a four hour break between games, so I brought him back home, and like we ate lunch. And he just starts playing an episode of our podcast. Oh my god! Yeah. So, um, she like no. Yeah, dude. She blocked off his. uh, She blocked off the the podcast app on his phone. Um, but this little jackass went on the website and just started streaming it from there.
1: (laughs) His mom knows that this podcast is pretty inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. He
0: just, just chooses to listen anyway.
1: <laughs> I swear, dude. He's, for people who, who need a little bit of context, we're talking about our little cousin here, yeah. uh, who's actually precocious and quite brilliant in his own right. He's 14. Um, he's, he's 14 really, and very, very smart.
0: He's going to be a screenwriter one day, dude.
1: But definitely shouldn't be listening to this podcast, yeah. or at least this episode. Other episodes, maybe. Yeah, this one should. is a, definitely a... a shouldn't be listening to any of our episodes. <laughs> Not exactly the... Uh, Mm-mm. The content we want children to be listening to. Yeah. Though, in all honesty, right, like considering what children are actually exposed to, right, from the level of violence that people watch on TV to mm-hmm. movies, et cetera, our, pod- our podcast is pretty mild in that <laughs> regard. It's like, what, what do we do? We cuss. That's yeah. kind of it, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. it's not like we're fucking putting our we're dicks up.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, in, we're, we're inappropriate. <laughs> we cuss. That's kind of it. Mm-hmm. And most of our topics are pretty important, I think, and, and yeah. worthwhile to listen to. It's just like, I remember, there was like a big shift, I think, that happened in the 2000s, whereas mm-hmm. like TV, when I was growing up, and I say this as if I'm like ancient, but you can attest to this, TV when we were growing up was very PG.
0: Yeah, in the 90s? Yes. Very yeah. PG. Okay.
1: And then the, there's a shift that happened in the 2000s, where we had more like adult-oriented TV.
0: I think it happened towards like 98 and then the 2000s where it Maybe. started. I remember the
1: first time I heard the word bitch on TV and it was like a big deal. Well, oh my God. the reason
0: why I'm thinking that is because like when did The Sopranos come out, right? Like early 2000s, late
1: 90s. Where were Sopranos played? Though?
0: It was on HBO, but still. No, no, but, no,
1: no. no, no. I, that, see, that's the thing. HBO was always different. I'm true. talking about like, so I think for me, I think it was Nip Tuck was the kind of sh- turning point and i could be wrong does anyone think, know any other south park TV sh- oh maybe south Park. south park right. south park
0: came out in 1997 98.
1: yeah but south park was always one it was on late and it was also meant to be satire there's a difference you know then, what i mean then
0: what beavis and butthead
1: beavis and butthead's also satire i'm talking more like tv like you actually watch because well, nip tuck was very raunchy but it was like it was almost semi-softcore porn at times. Yeah, right? so that
0: was in N- the 2000s. No nudity,
1: uh, but it was like
0: really... I, there was a big deal when, um, what was it? There was like a, a cop show, not Law & Order, but it had like the bald guy with the mustache. He, he used the word bitch. Or no, sorry, he used the word shit on TV. And it was like a oh, big maybe. deal. This was like late 90s, like 99. Okay,
1: all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there was a shift that happened. And the t- TV kind of dramatically changed. Because I remember I was watching, sometimes you watch these episodes and you're like, damn, what am I I watching? HBO? What am I watching here? Right? And it's funny that stuff like that, particularly like sexual content, we've always had some type of anxiety around. Yet at the same time, all the TV shows from the 90s on had gratuitous amounts of violence without any issue. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, we were, so, American culture is so bizarre in this way, that we're perfectly fine with people getting their heads blown off, bombs going off, guns, all these things are okay on TV. But if yeah. someone says shit, that was the big deal. Yeah. when they what, said bitch. One Tree Hill some... had a school
0: shooting gun. In, in right. One there, there was...
1: Or if you had like sexual content. Apparently boobs are a bad thing, right? But guns are okay. That's the yeah. American way for <laughs> the long time. And then things started to shift. We started to see more and more, um, I think, sexual content on TV, but mostly as a result of sort of titillating, like, oh, it's it's meant to be risque, it's meant to be controversial. Mm-hmm. Rarely treated as just it's normalized, right? Like yeah. two adults are having sex; it's not a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a very, it's a very Americans have a very bizarre relationship, in yeah. my opinion, to sex. On so, one hand, on one hand, let me just finish this thought. Yeah. On one hand. They're highly, highly Puritan, Mm
2: -hmm. right?
1: And on the other hand, they're hyper-sexualized. It's very bizarre, very bizarre. I mean, every fucking TV show is what? 20-year-olds playing high school teenagers fucking. Yeah, That's weird to me, right? That's weird that (laughs) so so much of our shows is us watching teenagers fuck. Like, I'm 30. I don't need to see a 16-year-old sex life. I don't. That's no. not like, that's not of a weird. TV show for me. That's weird. Yeah. yeah like that's the stuff that, that people are fixated on yet. At the same time when sexu- sexuality is normalized as a sort of puritan, like, Oh my God, we've got to ban it. It's yeah. very, very weird. Americans so, have a funky relationship to sex.
0: I was having this conversation yesterday with a friend too. It's funny that like we brought this up. We were just talking about like our upbringing. So, uh, he's South Asian, he's Indian. Right. Yeah. Um, and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, growing up, um, he was able to watch like rated R movies with his, his parents. He's like, yeah, he's like, I remember watching like the matrix and stuff with like my parents. He's like, but if we watched a movie and there was a sex scene, he would make me close my, like my, he's like, he's, I'm paraphrasing from what he said is, oh yeah, my dad would make me close my ears and then he would cover my eyes. Right. And he's like, it's just like weird to me that like, oh, okay. It was okay to see all the violence and like murder and whatever. Yeah. And he said, but looking back at it now you know like as like a 12 year old you know my dad was wasn't concerned about me going around like shooting people up but he was concerned that in a few years i'd go and like bang some girl you know like that was more of a fear for him that like oh uh, i'm but gonna this go is
1: this is one of those fascinating things like first of all you're not gonna stop teen sex yeah you've just true not, i'm sorry to, sorry to break it to any like parent but you just aren't right they Kids are sexualized at a very young age, unfortunately, because of society, right? I I now, I sympathize. I think it's actually very uncomfortable for me the way that we sexualize children. And I use the word children very deliberately here, because if you're 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, or 18, you're a child. You are, right? That's just Uh the reality of it. 100%. And we sexualize that age to a very uncomfortable degree. Like, it's one of the reasons why I'm not on TikTok. Some of the TikToks you see, I'm just like, that's uncomfortable it's so weird right i'm like i these this child is just it makes me uncomfortable right at the same time i'm very sex positive i believe that we should treat sexuality as a good thing as a positive thing not something that we should be ashamed of we should be having conversations with kids about sex and and when sex is good when to be careful when not to be exploited right things like that Mm mm-hmm so on one hand, we're, we have this uncomfortable relationship with sexuality in that our sexuality is commodified. Uh-huh. So we, you have this, this sort of relationship where if sex is used to promote something, then it's okay. It's perfectly fine. It's great. We can sexualize as young as we need to be if we can sell that soap
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> or sell that shampoo or sell that boy band or whatever it is. Right? Yeah. When we're selling something, then we will sexualize and it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Yet at the same time, our culture will treat consenting adults as taboo. For the longest time, same sex relationships had to be sanitized on television and film. I mean, when was the last time you saw same sex sex on the silver screen?
0: Uh, right? No, I mean, Kinda, I can think of like wild things when they had a three way. <laughs>
1: Right, but th- that was, again, <laughs> it, was in the 90s. Type, yeah. it was meant to be sensationalized, titillating. Yeah. And was generally what? With two women? I haven't seen Walpit, yeah, but I'm two, guessing. Yeah, two it's women generally. and a guy. Yeah. You see, there you go, right? Yeah. So, why? Because lesbians are acceptable, right? For the straight male gaze, it's acceptable. When was the last time you saw two dudes just go at it? Brokeback Mountain? Brokeback Mountain, right? That's an example, but the story calls for it. Yeah. But talk about ordinary television, right? What about the cop that's gay? Why is he never shown with his fucking his boyfriend? Right? But we'll see a hundred straight sex scenes. Yeah. So this shows us our uncomfortable relationship yeah. with sex. We even will in- use sex to commercialize, commodify, to sell things. But we do have an uncomfortable relationship even, with sex.
0: Even in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? Like Captain right? Holt is openly gay. <sighs> right? And they do a good job of like bringing up that he's gay. But like you'll see... like. Amy and um, whatever the fuck Andy Samberg's character's name is. I'm drawing a blank yeah. on it. Uh, Amy and Jake in like bed and all that, right? But you don't see uh, Captain Holt and Kevin in bed.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know. And well, if they are, like they...
0: they're fully clothed. You know, it's not like they're...
1: Modern family often talks or hints at and even sh- has shown semi-scenes of Phil Dunphy and his wife. Yeah, Phil right? and Claire are always doing it. Yeah. yeah, they're always doing it. They're, they're, they're Randy all the time. In fact, there's I think there was one episode where their kids walk, the kids in, on walk them. in on them. Yeah. Right? But the, the Mitch the, and Cam, Mitch and Cam are ever doing it. Yeah. They didn't right? kiss for the
0: first like two seasons. Right. I think. Because
1: the, you want to sanitize it. You want to, you want to make it acceptable and palatable. This is what I'm talking about. When people say that like, oh, I'm being approved because I, I don't think that children should be sexualized. I'm not. I think sex is a great thing. I think sex is fine. We should talk about it in healthy, healthy terms. My problem is that sex is often used as a form of commodification, right? Mm-hmm why do you want to have teenagers have sex with each other because it sells tv shows right you can sell advertisement you can do whatever because people will tune into it it's why shows like skins it's like shows like all these other they work high school kids fucking, right why Not because it's a creative story arc not because if it does anything for the actual character but because it you can sell something this brings up a really really hot topic right now so on Twitter, people were talking about Batman, and it was trending, Batman, 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 and what the hell hell's going on? And I clicked on the trending link, and it turns out that it was revealed in an interview that during the uh, making of Harley, so Harley is a cartoon, an animation based off of the DC character Harley Quinn, um, and it's a satire. It's sort of comedic, it's funny, it's pretty raunchy, right? Apparently, the writers had written a scene in which Batman goes down on Catwoman.
0: He oh. performs
1: oral sex, right? He eats the cat. The, the, the cunnilingus. He mm. performs the cunnilingus. Now, that makes... It is what it is, right? It's, just, it's sex. It's, a car, it's, an, it's an adult cartoon, right? Yeah. But DC reached out and told them that they needed to remove that scene because, quote-unquote, That's not what heroes do because they're trying to sell. Here's the key word. They're trying to sell action figures. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's literally. So the logic here, the logic here is that Batman can go around beating people up, Mm -hmm. but he better not go down on Catwoman because that will impact toy sales. Now, this is what I'm talking about, right? Sex is only useful when it can be commodified, which is why we will sexualize people very young, but we will have uncomfortable relation, uncomfortable relationships about sex in general. This tension between our Puritan understanding of sex and our desire to sexualize in order to sell. So don't go down on a woman. That's considered no-no. Yeah. Don't have gay sex, right? Yeah. Unless it's a gay show and you're trying to be you know, pushing the edge. Don't ever treat gay sex as normalized, right? Yes. These things are a no go, right? Yeah. And this is this is fascinating to me. This relationship of sex with commercial intent. Never mind the fact that, the f- that apparently it's okay for Batman to have sex. He just can't go down on Catwoman. Yeah. This is this to me is just like really, bro. So I tweeted out. I'm like just pointing out that. Batman has handlebars on
0: his mask. <laughs> right. Oh, that one! That one went viral. Um, and it's like it's crazy because, dude, Batman's banging ballerinas and all this other like models yep. and shit like all the damn time, right? Like it's nothing. Um, but yeah, uh, Val Kilmer weighed in on it. Did you see that? What did he say? Uh, he he posted a gif of uh, him and Nicole Kidman, and she said, "Let's try it out. I'll bring the wine." kind of like inferring that Batman does go down.
1: Right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. But this you... is interesting too, is that um, when we talk about sex, there are sort of boundaries around it, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about, for example, how sex is used on television or in movies. And the sex that is shown in television and movies is generally always shown from the straight male gaze, right? This is why gay sex isn't often shown in television and whatnot. But take, for example, oral sex on a man. Mm -hmm. how normalized is that on television? How normalized is that in movies, right? There's no real controversy. Yeah. If a guy is getting head, there isn't, but a woman getting head, that's controversial. I remember seeing it in crash. Remember? Like she's
0: going down on him in the car.
1: Yeah. Not considered a particularly risque thing. In fact, it's only the, it's fascinating that when we talk about sex, when does sex become graphic? Oh, when he goes down on her,
0: yeah, because right? um, there was a there was a movie in two thousand and five, right? Because it's right after Lord of the Rings. Um, Viggo Mortensen played uh, this character. The movie it was called The History of Violence. Oh yeah, it's his first
1: kind of big thing after Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah, so he played this dude that was right. like in um the witness protection program, whatever. And he got and got married, you know, like had like children, all this, whatever. And they ended up finding out that like the mob found out, like, who he was or some shit, right? Yeah. Um, and I remember it was a big deal in that movie because he goes down on his wife in one of the scenes, right? Mm. And, like, they were talking about how, like, it was very gratuitous. And, like, first off, there's no, like, full frontal nudity. Like, you don't see sh- that she's not naked, he's not naked. It's just, like, implied that, like, he's going down on her. And it was, like, a huge deal that, like... Right. You know, like, he was doing that in the movie. Um, and, like, I remember watching it as, like, a 16-year-old in 2005, like, oh, shit, this is, like... Because I'd never seen that in a movie before other than, like, the porns that I watched. And that but, was
1: considered a line crossed. That was yeah. graphic.
0: Yeah, it was super. And, then, and also, at the, in the same token, Brokeback Mountain, right? Because right. they were having gay sex. Was considered like this. Oh my God! Like, how can they like put this on on in the movies? And it's gonna turn the kids gay. Like, yeah.
1: So this is this is fascinating. Is that this really reveals again what I'm talking about? This dynamic between our Puritan understandings of sex and our desire to commercialize and commodify it. Right. Mm -hmm. We can sell sex to straight males. Mm -hmm. If he's getting head, any form of sex. I mean, I remember the first. I think uh, oral sex scene I ever saw was in Swordfish.
0: Oh, yeah. Right?
1: He, where, he, where he's receiving uh, oral sex as he's hacking or some shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that was not considered gratuitous at all. Right? No. It was considered a, a perfect. No controversy around that. Yeah. But the fact that Vigo Mortensen's scene where he's going down on his wife is considered a big deal or a line cross, that tells us who is the audience. It's straight dudes. Right, mm-hmm. That's who they're selling their movies to. And so if it deviates from that, it's considered gratuitous. Mm-hmm. Right? Why is it that we don't see uh, you know, trans sex? Why no. isn't there no mm-hmm. sex scenes with trans people? Why is there no sex scenes with gay people? Or if there are minimal, right? Yeah. Now, when the things are starting to change a little bit. Netflix, I think, now has more movies where there are scenes with, with gay love or whatnot. But generally, these are, again, catered towards uh, the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Right. Rather than treating it as mainstream or whatnot, like an or like a movie that anybody can see in the movie theater, and it just happens to have two gay characters that fuck at one point. Mm -hmm. Very rare. Very rare. Right. If they're not the main part of the story, so it's a very bizarre kind of uh, experience. This tension between our puritan limits, like okay, that's gone too far, and our desire to commercialize sexuality. It's geared towards someone. In turn, what this tends to do is reinforce what are known as sexual scripts. So this is a, a, a part of sex studies, part of psychology that discusses that we have unwritten rules when it comes to sex,
2: mm-hmm.
1: even in our interpersonal lives. They are called sex scripts.
2: Hmm. Why is
1: it that uh, when you're having sex with someone, your partner moans? Yeah. Who taught them that? Right? Uh-huh. Like, that's a real question, right? Where does that come from? What, oh. about, what, what about certain phrases, right? Calling someone daddy.
2: Yeah, Where did that weird. come
1: from, right? So, there, in other words, there are scripts. In other words, scripts for sex. We These are reinforced through media representation, right? There is an order to sex, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do? You start off by making out. Yes. That's the key. Then you sort of rip each other's clothes off and in the process. You're probably knocking shit over. Yes, that's the <laughs> foreplay. Right? That's the foreplay. Apparently, that's foreplay. Okay. Then. Oral sex happens where the, where the girl and again this is always het, right? Heterosexual where the woman performs oral sex on the guy. <laughs> right? That's the first that's the first sexual act. Think about it. Then penetration happens. Right? Maybe you start off in missionary then it ends up in doggy or whatever or yes. girl on top, right? Yes. In other words, there's a sort of predictable <laughs> set cowgirl whatever there's a sort of predictable steps that happen that are reinforced as a result of movies even reinforced as a result of pornography true again i there's a little bit of dated information here on my end i don't know what, what modern porn is really about other than There seems to be a weird increase in incest interest or stepsisters, stepbrothers shit. But uh, in general, uh, as far as I remember, and please correct me if I'm wrong, if it's changed, that's the script for pornography too yeah unless they're stuck
0: in a dryer or something Uh, okay yeah but in general that was that's (laughs) that's what that's a that's a whole thing bro people get stuck in places
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) clearly the pandemic has done things (laughs) in people's brains because i'm nowhere in the world that i have imagined a dryer and sexualized but that right there is brought to you by whirlpool (laughs) <laughs> no no they get stuck. Their hand gets
0: stuck in the dryers, they're taking out the clothes yeah, and but the that's step bro, that's got step to be bro like, comes or that, stepson comes.
1: That's gotta be a guerrilla marketing for Whirlpool or something. <laughs> or, or Maytag. <laughs> Sears <laughs> Make, is in the porn industry now. <laughs> get your Maytag watcher. You too can have these experiences. <laughs> but anyways, that am I right? Like that's the the script for porn as well in general, right? Mm-hmm. If so, in other words, what we see is that there is a sort of uh, a, a sort of expected pattern to follow that is reinforced over and over and over again, and that reinforcement is a reinforcement of the male gaze, the straight male gaze. Porn is for the pleasure of straight male. Sex is for the pleasure of straight male. Right? Think about what is considered the culmination or the end of a sex scene.
0: The money shot. Porn,
1: oh yeah. In porn and in movies, it's the orgasm of the dude. Yes, the money right? shot. Orgasm of women is considered gratuitous. It's gone too far. Oh, like okay, so, so the other half of this party is not supposed to enjoy. it's <laughs> not supposed to get off. Yeah. I mean, remember how controversial that uh, movie was with Billy Crystal and what's her face, where she fakes an orgasm in the di- sleepless in Seattle. Is the movie? No,
0: that, that was with Tom Hanks. No. Oh, you're thinking of uh, Harry
1: meets Sally. Harry meets Sally. That's what I'm talking about. Where she yeah. fakes an orgasm in a diner. I'll have
0: what she's having.
1: Right? Yeah. That was considered like a big deal. Yeah. That was, a,
0: was huge,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Why? Because that, that's, that's... Oh, line, line yeah. has been crossed. How so good. here, again, I mean, I mean, we're in 2021, DC, massive, massive franchise, massive corporation, huge, putting out movies, putting out TV shows, toys and whatnot, and all of these toys and TV shows and whatnot, they've got all sorts of things. They've mm-hmm. got, they've got lasers, they've got guns, they've grappling got hooks, fights, grappling hooks, Batman's fighting people like the Joker. Apparently he's shooting people on, t- on primetime TV. You've mm-hmm. got, you've got dude, you know, you've got oh, fucking, what's his name? Darkseid, right? He's shooting lasers out of his eyes. You've got all sorts of things that are believable. Yeah. But Batman going down on Catwoman is unbelievable. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> you have gone too far. Yeah, people on eat, underwater civilizations, legit, totally fair. You know, people flying from space, cool, all makes sense, but don't you dare. Yeah, you can't eat the, the kitty, woman. bro. Yeah, you he he definitely cannot go down on Catwoman. That has yeah. gone too far. Now, why has it gone too far? Because it won't help us sell toys.
0: But why is that, right? Because, I mean, real men go down on the kitty. You're quiet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 was, I, sorry, I, was, I was actually reading a text message. I was like, oh shit, did I just get in trouble for talking? And then I realized this isn't live. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, no, no, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, yeah. yeah <laughs> you, like, you get your uh, your tenure taken away. Like Ali, Ali talk, about... talk about that would be that would actually be perfect. Ali talking about uh, female orgasm. <laughs> ten... well. Every, nothing else costs me tenure, but that will cost me. Tenure.
0: <laughs>
1: if that yeah. doesn't prove my point, I don't know what does. <laughs> right? it's just... That's the line that's been
2: crossed. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, this, I is, this
1: is this is it's fascinating to me. Is like why wouldn't I mean? Okay, I get it. You're not. You don't want twelve-year-old boys to associate. I get it, right? Like you don't want to sexualize towards twelve-year-old boys. But never mind the fact that you're selling Catwoman toys. You're selling Harley Quinn
0: toys. Yeah, Harley Quinn. All,
1: they're already all. sexualized very early Super on. Super right? sexualized. Those you, toys are. They're already. They're are Their games are already sexualized. So okay, you can make this claim that you don't want it associate. But on the same note, what are you teaching young boys? Young boys should be taught. That respecting your partner's bodies, you're respecting your partner's pleasure is a good thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've talked about how in medieval Islamic societies, they had sex manuals. Yeah. Yeah, this people, people often don't know this. Islamic societies were very sex positive. Interesting. And one of the things that we had are what, what are known as sex manuals. There's actually one famous one called the Gardens of Pleasure. (laughs) No, shit. <laughs> and in it there it's literally advice literature for uh wealthy elite princes and and you know the the elites of society and the be, the thrust of the advice is make sure that your partner orgasms <laughs> it's entirely about the female orgasm it's like if you don't if your partner does an orgasm then you're a shitty lover yeah <laughs> so it's all about literally it's like all about this is like the Kama Sutra literature, right? Yeah. It exists in the Islamic world too. Most of the world had this idea that, for centuries, this idea that hey, you and your partner should be getting off. It's yeah. not just you getting off; your partner should be getting off as well. And then why is that important? Because when you start to talk about about sex, not just in reproductive terms, right? We mm-hmm. talk about sex in pleasure terms—that it's meant to be pleasurable for both. Then you allow for a diversity of sexual experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Gay sex suddenly becomes okay. Because why? Sex is about pleasure, not just reproduction. True. Right. And so, when we limit, no matter how risque we're being, no matter how much Nineveh cream we're trying to sell, or whatever it is, when we start to limit sex as as just penetrative, just male oriented, what we end up doing is we reinforce. The reductive understanding of sex as predominantly reproductive, mm-hmm. as predominantly for male pleasure, and for the male gaze, male consumption. Yeah, now you to buy axe
0: bodies. I don't know, man. It's just I remember what was it like two, three years ago when the killing joke they did like a a, a cartoon oh, right, of right, that. Right. right. He hooks girl. up
1: with bat girl, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he hooks up with bat girl and like they they insinuate that they have sex in it, right? And that's marketed towards kids too. They didn't insinuate so just, that; it's an actual mm-hmm. sex scene. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's just this like weird double standard that like DC is is putting out that like I I just can't get behind.
1: Right? Right. Like, dude, it's perfectly natural to eat the kitty. Like, <laughs> like, it's not perfectly natural. It's what you should be doing, anyways, right? But the point
0: the real point heroes is, eat the kitty.
1: The, the funny thing is that's the hashtag we're going to be going with. Yeah. Is that the hashtag? Re- hashtag real, real heroes real hero eat, he- the eat the kitty. The, po- the, the point is, we should point out here uh, that in that scene where he hooks up with Batgirl, mm-hmm. Batgirl is significantly younger than him. Yeah. And the daughter of his best friend. Yeah. Or Batman's Barbara. best friend. Yeah. Robert gordon yeah,
2: yeah
1: right so all of that is considered acceptable Dude. But batman going down on Catwomanism.
0: but here's what i'll give dc right dc is a little bit more open with like sex and stuff because marvel the the mcu there's like no sex. no yeah
1: totally sanitized yeah totally sanitized
0: man. and and i think it's because they're they say that they they target a lot of children and stuff with it so they don't want right. to like which, Yeah, but- fair yeah,
1: but again, what does that end up doing? So, for example, Marvel has put out how many movies so far? I don't know, do you like 30, 40? 30 or 40. How many gay characters?
0: Zero. Right? That I can think and of.
1: Never mind the fact that there are canonically queer characters that they've already shown, technically. Mm-hmm. Star-Lord.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Star-Lord is bisexual, canonically, in the, in the comic books, right? But not mm-hmm. in, the, in the MCU. So that yeah. says something. That tells us this is what I'm talking about. It's like we have a very funky relationship to sex. We don't treat sex as healthy, good, and okay unless we can sell something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Marvel's decision to sanitize their depictions because they're selling to children is related first and foremost to their ability to sell toys.
2: Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what they
1: care about. This DC kerfuffle is a small one. But it's part of a much larger project in that our relationship to sex in media is fundamentally shaped by capitalism.
0: Everything we either is shaped by capitalism. It's always,
1: <laughs> listen, of course it's always capitalism, right? Because sex is only good when we can consume it. Do you know what I'm saying by that? Yeah. Sex is consumable. It can be commodified. Why do we have a sex scene here? Because it will sell tickets. If it doesn't sell toys, though, then we better remove the sex scene. Then we better remove any notion of sex. All of these superheroes, over 30 of them, over 30 movies, none of them fuck. Yeah. Why? Because if they fuck, you can't sell toys. Well, or at Star least Lord that's did. their assumption. Didn't he in the first one? Sort of. It's the end of a sex scene. Yeah. Right? So, kind of. But he doesn't actually... There's no actual real sex scene. Wait, yeah, does a- he really?
0: yeah he's in bed with someone in the first one no
1: is that is that or is that star trek oh i made him in star trek yeah we're confusing the chrises yeah. chris the pine and yeah chris pine and chris Pratt. someone correct us i haven't seen guardians in a while so yeah i mean we could be wrong we could be chris wrong.
0: pine's the better chris by the way the just, point like...
1: however is again it's a commodification now why does this matter right why do why should we care first Media representation always matters. It's not the end all be all, but we as uh, uh, what we consume shapes us. Again, there's a reason why we have sex scripts, right? And those se- sex scripts have changed from a hundred years ago. The reason sex looks the way that it does when you hook up on Tinder or Grindr or Bumble or what's an hinge hinge or or coffee meets bagel or whatever. The reason Minder. it. Lo- looks like minder, right? Uh, if the reason sex looks that way is because of what you've consumed, what you've been taught, you've been socialized to accept.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That tells us something. That also means that the type of sex we're having is also now fundamentally shaped by capitalism. One of the things I've argued and, and argued quite vociferously on both social media and whatnot is that in, the, in capitalism, most of our contemporary understanding of sex is masturbatory true that is that we are having sex with ourselves someone just happens to be there we're yeah. using somebody else's body think of what hookup culture is at the end of the day right what is it it's about you getting off with somebody else yeah it's not about intimacy sex in it's kind of under the way it's understood historically is an act of intimacy right yeah. an act of significance if we, we we remove the sort of weird religious focus and fixation on reproduction, at the core, sex from ancient times up until now has always been about intimacy, the the ultimate act of vulnerability. Two people join together, or more, right? Whatever Mm floats your boat. But it's an act of intimacy, right? Whether you're monogamous or polygamous or polyamorous, you have a throuple, whatever it is, it's about intimacy. But capitalism doesn't allow you to have intimacy because the only thing that you can be intimate with is the products that you buy. Yes. The only thing that you can have obsessions about are your the products that you buy. You must consume, consume, consume. So what does that mean? That means even our relationships are now commodifiable. Think about what you do when you put up a profile on Tinder. What are you doing technically? You're selling you're, yourself. You're selling yourself. You're creating a brand. Yeah. It's a brand. You're putting out a product. And then someone chooses to buy that product or not buy that product.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so the relationship is fundamental. Now that's not to say that no one has Meaningful relationships on Tinder or Grindr or whatnot, and that they can't form actual relationships. Plenty of people end up dating, right? Yeah. But it means our first and foremost relationship to sex nowadays is not about intimacy, is not about love, but about consumption. It is masturbatory. True. Now, what is that? What is that doing to the whole generation of children? If we tell them that sex is just about masturbating, about consuming the other person, whether they're understanding that through through pornography, right? where again, it's about consuming the other person, right? The other person's there for only one reason and that's to get you off, Yeah. right? That's what porn teaches you. Whether they learn that from pornography or they learn that from the fact that superheroes don't go down on their partners, Mm -hmm. right? At the end of the day, it transforms sex as fundamentally transactional, as something to consume within the umbrella of capitalism. And that's a problem. That's a problem. Why is it that we're now... I mean, there's a crisis in the generation of the millennials and Gen Z. We're technically the most liberated sexually of our previous generations, right? Mm-hmm. We're having sex a lot less than our previous generations are, even though we have more partners. right? Mm. We have more partners, but we have sex far less, and we form relationships much later in life and more rarely. Yes. We have a hard time committing. Now that does it. Now, some of this stuff is is a product of good things, right? We've normalized things like divorce. We've normalized things like, hey, if you're not happy in a relationship, dip, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not in the same kind of boat as previous normalized generations. Normalized f- yeah. finding the, like the bright partner that works. Exactly. You know? yeah. Like we're, we don't we don't come from a, the previous generations. We're like, yeah, I hate this person, but we're going to be married for the next sixty years,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> right? It's like, okay, there are some obvious good things. But there's also some really really clear warning signs that we are unable to form intimate bonds with people anymore we have a harder and harder time doing that i've always said that sort of what happens in america generally is like about five to ten years behind what happens in japan
2: mm-hmm. because
1: japan plays around with a lot of this internet stuff much more than we do and stuff happens there hyper capitalism experience happens there first and then generally we see whole generations of young japanese uh, teens and adults who are unable to get married and unable to form intimate partnerships. And so what do they do? They rely on commodified, even friendships. You can hire a friend.
2: You can hire
1: someone to come and sit and talk with you, right? The whole experience of things like maid cafes or cafes where there's sort of fetishized, we often assume are just purely about fetishes. Mm
2: -hmm. But
1: they're also fundamentally about what? Finding some way of intimately connecting people. Some Mm. way of forming a bond, right? And that's what we're having difficulties doing nowadays. I see this. It's very difficult. We have we have an we commit to our cell phone
0: plans (laughs) far more
1: readily than we commit to our partner.
0: hundred percent Think about that.
1: Think about the the statistic of having we have more partners than previous generations, but we are having less sex.
0: It's crazy to me. That's a big giveaway, isn't it? That's a
1: big giveaway. It's like I didn't think about it, but it's true. Yeah, because you you have more sex in an intimate relationship. Uh-huh. If uh huh. Right, with you know jokes about marriage aside, but if you're with a significant other, you're fucking more frequently than when you're on Tinder or whatnot. Very true. Right. Yeah. So hookup culture, in some ways, while being liberating for some, has also had a detrimental effect. Because why? Not because sexual liberation is a bad thing. Sexual liberation is a fantastic thing. But fa- sexual liberation that is shaped by capitalism is a problem. If you have an yeah. empowered woman like you know, Captain Marvel or um you know uh what's her fucking face? black Shuri? widow, right? Oh. Or any of these people, these empowered badass women. We don't see them as sexual objects, but they're not now not sexual at all. They can't they really have can. pleasure. They can't yeah. can't they have a guy go yeah they can't have a guy go down on what then is liberation then? Uh, That's confused, right? This is the place where we're at, so we can laugh and joke about fucking DC's decision. Mm-hmm. Right? it's a stupid decision, but I think it really reveals a big thing. Corporations are all about yay Pride Month or yay Women's Empowerment. Batman doesn't go down on Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, on a on a lighter note, um, to to end the podcast, there I saw Batman trending before, uh-huh. uh, the the yeah. whole thing, and I was very confused. You didn't and know it was. No, no, it was it was before the the going down thing. He was trending prior like last weekend because there was a whole thing about everyone shitting on Batman, right? So, they were like they were talking about how Batman thought he was doing something by turning off the lights with Bane, and then Bane's like, Get the fuck out of here. And then he breaks his back and turns the lights back on. He's like, Batman's one audit away from just fucking losing all of his powers and doing nothing. Like, you put Batman in a cave with nothing, and like they did with Tony Stark, and fucking Batman dies in that cave. Like, they were just talking all this shit about how Batman is the least, like, Superior of of the superheroes, but somehow like we've turned him into like being this badass. But everything, to, uh, if if he just got audited by the IRS, he's fucked. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> Another funny story that's come up about Batman that's related to this, in fact, is people were pointing out uh, a story about Adam West, uh, the guy who played Batman on the TV show, right? The original, uh-huh. the original Batman, Cape Crusader. Um, uh, him and the guy who played Riddler, apparently were out one night getting drinks uh, and they stumbled upon a Hollywood orgy. They went over to a friend's house and there was a full-on orgy going on. And so what they decided to do was stay in character the entire night through the the orgy. So Adam West was playing Batman and the guy who was playing Riddler was playing the Riddler. And, And so this became so annoying that the hosts of the orgy kicked out of orgy. oh
2: my god so
1: this is a really funny story so go check this out talk to adam west is like so this is the story of how we got kicked out of an orgy because we wouldn't break character the <laughs> batman stumbles upon an orgy the riddler stumbles upon. It. so that's i think a good note to uh end the podcast on let us know what your thoughts are i think we don't have any real answers here, but I think there's a lot of questions that are being raised, a lot of themes for us to explore. The question of sexual liberation under capitalism, the the sex scripts that reinforce a particular heteronormative, male-centered uh, gaze when it comes to, to sex, the limitations that we place uh, on sex representation in media, uh, and even the sort of tension between commercializing, and commodifying sex, that is to titillate, right? versus the puritan tensions uh that we have let us know your thoughts and did is going to let you know how you can do that
0: yes you can catch us on facebook facebook.com slash currently nerdy twitter at currently nerdy instagram at currently nerdy tumblr currently nerdy.tumblr.com uh we're on stitcher and the uh apple podcast app under currently nerdy so please make sure you rate review and subscribe to us on there and make sure you have your friends subscribe Because you're not a true fan of the currently nerdy unless you, you know, expose us to your friends. Uh, If you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. Ali, how can I get a hold of you?
1: You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at A-A-O-L-O-M-I. I I just did another really cool thread. Uh, I'm also sharing some of those threads now on uh, Instagram. You can catch me on our sister podcast, Head on History, which is available on all podcast apps as well as on patreon.com slash head on history diz
0: you can catch me everywhere at disbulla d-i-z-b-u-l-l-a-h
1: for everyone here at currently nerdy thank you for tuning in and remember stay smart sexy nerds
0: all hail the currently nerdy empire